I am ecstatic about today's message. Uh, so uh, I want to I get right into this. I want to talk to you from the topic, do it for joy. Do it for joy. Just look at somebody and say, do it for joy, do it for joy. Uh, let, me, let me help you with this, all right? So would you just, I, I know I was leading worship earlier, doing a little bit, but would you just lift up your right hand, lift up your right hand. Right hands, right hands, okay? Your right hand is on the other side, okay? There we go, okay. all right? Now wave it, wave it, okay? All right, like this, like this, all right? Now put it down. Now put your left hand up, wave it, put it down, okay? Now put your right hand up and shake it all around. Do the hokey pokey and you turn it all around. We'll do it. Our, that's what it's all about. Now put your left hand up and shake it all around. Don't make me make you stand up, don't Okay. You do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself around and that's what it's all about. All right, what was that? Somebody yelled something. I was lost. What? Hey, hey, hey. Amen. Okay, all right, amen. All right. I thought I heard something over here. Okay. Hokey pokey. All right, so is that fun? Anybody enjoy that? All right. People say it. Sometimes when you go to church, have you noticed... That worship service feels a lot like the hokey pokey. Have you ever felt that? It's like, Brother Emery be up here and he'll say, oh, come on, somebody needs to put their hand in the air right now. And then you get all full of yourself and say, I wish you'd stop telling me to put my hand in the air. <laughs> Dance and all that. But you go, you do the hokey pokey and you don't have any problem. Right? Right? I was like, I, no, I'm doing the hokey pokey. Okay, you've got deeper issues. All right, so... There are some things that I do just for the joy of it. I mean, put your hand up. And I know I give you all kinds of spiritual realities about putting your hands up. I can teach you in the Word of God about praise. And the word praise actually is translated hands up. Hands up. Go ahead. Put your hands up. Hands up. Hands up. Okay. You know, so, you know, part of it is with the expectation that God is going to come by and touch you. That's one of the words. All right. Put your hands up with expectation. Uh, But another place where it says praise, it is to lift your hands up. With money in them. Did you know that? All right. So I, I ain't supposed to lift your hands up with money. I know. I know y'all got issues. All right. But lift your hands up. All right. Anybody want to give? All right. Anybody want to give? You got any, I don't have any money in my pockets. All right. I don't. I have no cash right now. But if you do, you want to lift your hands up and put some money in? Okay. Don't worry about it. You're getting all nervous now. Started talking about money and all your joy just went out the building. <laughs> Isn't that crazy how that happens? Oh, look, look, we got some money over there. Hallelujah, hallelujah. All right, you can put it in the box on the way out. I'm just... Now, I know we're laughing and you're saying, Pastor Rick, this is church. We're not supposed to laugh. All right, I don't know who told you that, but you need to get over your bad self just for at least one Sunday. We're going to look at Hebrews 11, verse 2, and I believe in your notes it says Hebrews 12, verse 2, but it's Hebrews 11, verse 2. It is looking unto Jesus, all right? Another version says fixing your eyes on Jesus. The author and finisher of our faith. Who is Jesus? That means he wrote it, right? And he finished it. He completed the work, right? Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. Now look at this next line. 
who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So why did Jesus endure the cross? Why? For the joy that was set before him. Did you see that? There was what set before him? For the joy that was set before him, he went through the cross for us. That's pretty powerful already. Now, I want us to get a clear picture today of ourselves. And I want us to answer some questions. Why are we going to go through it? Why are we going to get through what we're getting through? And and I'm not talking about just your past, the things you've gotten through. I'm talking about things that are on you right now. Anybody say amen right now? Things that, things that you will face, things in your future, you're going to get through it the same way Jesus got through it because we're also told to take up our cross, right? And follow Him. There are some things that may not be enjoyable, but we will do it for joy. Amen. Jesus, that pastor up there, that man can preach. Why well, so funny about that, huh? So... There's a lot more scripture like this. 1 Peter chapter 1. I love this. This is a huge scripture. Grace and peace be yours in abundance. So how much grace and peace do we get? So what is abundance? It's a lot. I like that. Everybody's like everybody said a lot. Uh, How about more than enough? All right. Anybody call him El Shaddai. The God who is more than enough. Does Does he give you grace? How much grace do you have? More than enough. Peace, the shalom of God. How much peace do you have? More than enough. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody give Him praise. Shout praise God. Praise God. In His great mercy, He has given us new birth into a dead hope. No, into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. I have an inheritance that the stock market does not impact. It will never, it will never perish, spoil, or fade. And where is it? It's kept in heaven for me. Who through faith, that's still talking about us, we through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. Is that the return of the Lord Jesus? Yes. So we are, two things about salvation. One, we are saved. And two, we're going to be saved. Anybody got that? Anybody saved? And we are shielded by His great power. We are kept for His return. And, and, and to a time when we're going to be gathered with Him. In this you greatly rejoice. Wait, wait. How are we supposed to rejoice? Come on, I'm just trying to get you to do the hokey pokey this morning, all right? How are we supposed to rejoice? On oca- occasionally. In this, we occasionally rejoice. Is that the word? Does, and do we need to do a word study on the word greatly? No, we don't. In this, we greatly rejoice. We greatly rejoice, though now... Though now, for a little while, you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. So even though you have all kinds of trials, what do we do in our trials? How do we rejoice? Greatly. Greatly. Verse 7. These have come. Why do the trials come? These trials have come so that your faith 
which is of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire. Isn't that amazing? Faith is greater than gold, more valuable, that it may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. So when Jesus Christ shows up, and I'm still rejoicing. Do you see this? When I don't give up, quit, shut up. You hear, you hear me? When I go through it, somebody shout, go through it, go through it. When I go through it, it reveals my faith. What does faith look like? Rejoicing people going through trials. Got any amens? Look, he says, though you have not seen him, you love him. Even though you do not see him right now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy, for you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Wow. I can't get away from shielded, all right? Anybody ever played capture the flag? Anybody ever played that in your life? It's like the devil can't get my flag. Isn't that cool? And I don't have to, it's shielded. The Lord has me protected. So these truths should impact not just your opinion of your faith, but the way that you practically live out your faith. Again, looking to Hebrews 11 and 10. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Now, why did Jesus do what he did? Do what he, did? he died for our sins, right? But ultimately, this is what I'm seeing. Jesus did it. He went through it because of what's going to happen on the other side of it. Jesus isn't a masochist who just likes to get nails in his hands. He, it wasn't like, oh yeah, they're going to beat my back and I'm going to bleed all over it. That wasn't what it was. Jesus went to the cross on purpose looking towards the joy that would be revealed to us. That's why John 3.16 says, God loved the world so much that he gave his only son and whoever believes in him will not perish. That's the joy. Everybody that puts their faith in him will not perish, but have eternal life. I'm saved. Anybody else saved? I believe in Jesus. I'm already sealed. The deal has been sealed, baby. Ever wonder why God put thorns on rose bushes? I mean, really? Come on. I mean, you, you take a look at a rose and you, it's like, you know, I would, you know I'm going to hurt myself if I get that. No, that's not really. Listen. I think it's an exercise in the power of our hope because it is not God's plan to have a people that complain because rose bushes have thorns. We're going to be the kind of people who rejoice because thorn bushes have roses. No, I don't know. Come on. Did you hear what I'm saying? Somebody praise God because thorn bushes have roses. Oh, I know there's thorns in there, but those thorn bushes have Come on, our past supply is not our last supply. The more desperate the case, the more room for God's grace. You can be strong when everything is going wrong. Our hope is not dictated by our circumstances. Our circumstances are controlled by our hope. We are not creatures of our circumstances. We are a creative force because of our faith. 
faith. We change the world through our words of faith and hope. Come on. Our past supply is not our last supply. When you, and when you live this way, you'll be criticized. But the, world, but the word of God tells us not to be ashamed. And because of our hope to remain joyful, Romans 5 and 9. Anybody remember this? Hope does not put us to shame. Hope does not put us to shame. Hope, and some of you are ashamed of your hope. That's why you just don't have nothing to say about it. You know, it's like you, people just, you, how many are around miserable people? Anybody around miserable people? So miserable people need Jesus. They need the hope. And he's just misery, just misery. I'm not making fun of your misery. You know I am. I, I know about anxiety. I know about depression. I, I preached and, and talked to you about it. But you need to hang with me right now. What I'm saying is when you're around miserable people, why do we shut up? Why do we just kind of clam up? Come on, we need to express our joy. Hope does not put us to shame. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit that has given us. My mind, my will, and my emotion are captivated by the hope that I have. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. So be joyful in hope. My hope should perpetuate joyfulness. I'm a little crazy today. I am. I, just, just, just a little awkward, I know, but I... Uh, anybody have a birthday today? Anybody? It's your birthday today? Anybody? Nobody had a birthday today? Did you have a birthday yesterday? Day, tomorrow? Anybody having a birthday this week? You have a birthday, you have a birthday this week? 30. What? You're going to be 30. Uh, can, I, can I sing happy birthday to you? Come here, I want to sing happy birthday to you. First time here. Please come back. Second, that's right, you're here, that's right. Tony, I love you, Tony, good to see you, brother. Miss you. The 30th is your birthday? Yep. Okay, just so you know, just stand right here. Stand right, turn, turn this way, all right? My, the restaurant that I go to is just around the corner at Hilltop. Jesus runs the place. He's the manager. So I always say, Jesus makes my fajitas. Jesus makes my fajitas. I just love that, so... <laughs> And guads, and I love going to guads. And one of the reasons I love going to guads is because when I walk in, I mean, the guys just come up, give me a hug, we talk, we hang out, slapping each other. Jesus comes, sits down at my table, hangs out. But the big thing is I love is birthday songs, okay? I just love, anybody love birthday songs? Okay, so let's do it the way they do it at guads, okay? So I got the sombrero, okay? So there you go, there you go. All right, now listen. Where are my, my Spanish-speaking people that know how to sing happy birthday in Spanish? Come on, come on down. Where are my Spanish? Come on, come on. I need some happy birthday in Spanish. I also need, uh, I also need a cupcake with a, that we like, okay? All right, so here we go. Are we having a good time? I only have three Spanish-speaking birthday singers today. You need to get... Are you just sitting there, Ruth? You know how to... Come on, bring your Puerto Rican self over here right now. Come on. Look, look, look at that. <laughs> you don't have to eat that right now, but all right, all right, all right. And here's what I love, all right, because when I go to Guads, they're always somebody that seems like always having a birthday, and I always sing. I always get up. Sometimes I'll chase them down to the table, all right? I am that guy, all right? I, anybody know that guy? That's me, all right? All right, now I want you guys to be that guy, all right? You guys ready? All right, hey, somebody's got a birthday. Somebody's got a birthday over here. 
can anybody whistle? Anybody whistle? Yes, that, that. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, all right, ready? We got a birthday today. Oh, everybody clap your hands like this. Come on. Hey, 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 hey. All right, we all come over. How's your birthday? Go ahead, sing. Y'all sing, all right? Yo. Go like this. Go on. Yo. Jesus, no, that's your cupcake. That's your and your candle. That's my hat. Okay, and uh, which is always crazy because they put the same sombrero on everybody. And I'm thinking, do you spray that thing out or anything? So happy birthday, man! This is a big one for you, isn't it? Oh yeah, man! I'm excited. What the Lord has done. Be 18. Be 18 years old. Thanks a lot, man. That's all. I ain't got any money for you or anything. So now I'm doing that because uh, there are those who don't want to go to a restaurant on their birthday if they're singing. It's like they actually ask this, look, I know it's my birthday and we're going to go out, but do not tell anybody. Now, I'm not, sending, you know, I'm not taking your salvation away from you, but here, let me tell you, on my birthday, I want to go to the restaurant where they are singing. No, no. When it's not my birthday, I want to go to the restaurant where people are singing. Come on, I, I, don't know, I don't know if you know what I'm saying, all right? Uh, on occasion, my wife and I will go to the Cracker Barrel restaurant. Has anybody ever seen me at a Cracker Barrel? Okay. On Thursday nights, they serve turkey and sweet potato casserole, and that's their special, and we kind of like that. So my wife and I sit at the table. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen us do this before, but regularly, when just the two of us go out, we play sugar packet football. How many know how to play sugar packet football? Anybody? You don't know how to play sugar packet? You get one of the little sugar packets, and you get four downs to knock it all the way across to their side of the table until it rests right on the edge of the table. We were, no, we're grown up. I mean, we're well into our 50s, and for years, we've been playing sugar packet football, all right? Today is the anniversary, our anniversary of our first date, okay? I don't remember playing sugar packet football, but we probably did. We went out with the youth group to the L&K restaurant in Chillicothe, Ohio. Wow, that was a big deal. All I'm saying is this, is that God's people ought to be just a little bit more joyful than those that do not have an eternal life. Look, look, look. If the devil can't stop you from serving God, his next strategy is to create so much agony in your life that your religion will just be agonizing. So I have to reach into my basket of worship on occasion and get out a little bit of sugar packet football and happy birthday at Guaz and just worship God from the depths of my soul. Anybody know what I'm saying right now? No, you don't make me go there. Don't make me go. You know I got it. You, how many know I got it, all right? I will go into my hymn basket. I'm saved, and I know that I am. And I'm redeemed by love divine. Glory, glory, Christ is mine. And soon and very soon, we are going to see the King. And I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. And if the devil doesn't like it, he can...
set on attack because I have decided to follow Jesus because I once was lost but now I'm found I was blind but now I see and on Christ the solid rock I stand and all other ground is seeking sand because Jesus paid it all all to him I owe sin and left the crimson stain and he washed it white as snow we need to be the kind of people that are full of truth and joy and love who make a difference in the world listen some people don't like it when you're full of faith and joy. They don't. They don't like it. And I, I don't get that. I don't understand that. Uh, but some people just don't like it. And, uh, but for me, my haters are my motivators. I'm getting all up in your stuff this morning. I'm not good at being vanilla all the time. I love joy. I love peace. I love hope. I love talking. I am a wild and crazy extrovert who is empowered by the message of heaven and hope and joy. Excuse me. You need to join me in this joy because the redeemed of the Lord need to say so and live so because we have a world that is busted and crusted and needs an answer. My rhymes are good this morning. And, and if anything is true, you know this, you know, our President Trump doesn't have all the answers and, and Nancy Pelosi doesn't have all the answers. Amen. Jesus is the answer. Can I get an amen? I ought to pray for those guys, but just know that Jesus is we are the faithful, we are the redeemed, and I know you're tired and attacked. I know life is tough right now, but the faithful life does not back down because like Jesus, we have a life filled with hope which gives us spectacular joy. And I'm going through this right now because on the other side, I'm going to be in his presence forever. Amen. This teaching also is all about running, this Hebrews scripture so I want to say a few things about running. One, I want to say, keep running, but do it, Nike, just do it with joyful endurance. I didn't say just endurance. I said joyful endurance. And I'm looking at Hebrews 12, verse 1. Uh, and as I, I look at this, this is the whole scripture from our text. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of God. So question, what keeps you going? What, what keeps you going? When you're running, what keeps you going? The Bible is full of running scriptures. How many know running is a theme of the Word of God? It's just a theme. Old Testament, New Testament, 2 Timothy 4, I fought a good fight. I finished the race. I have kept the faith. That's what Paul says. And in Galatians 5 and 7, he writes, you were running a good race. Well, who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth? You know, Where was your endurance? Why, why did you dump the truth? You were running a good race. And Isaiah 40, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. How many know this one? They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. In James 1 and 12, blessed is the one who perseveres under trial. Having, I like this, having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him, who perseveres, who goes through the test. So it's, it's a theme 
of Scripture. But in, 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 so in, in telling you that, here, here's the problem with running a race, okay? Here's the problem. I prefer to win. And that's the problem. All right? It's the problem, especially if you're racing against me because I have been, I have been tested. Anybody ever taken the Strength Finders test before? And uh, my tests uh, show a lot of things, but one of my strengths is competition. That means if you play against me, I'm going to find a way to beat you. I'm going to try not to cheat, but I'm going to find... <laughs> I am in, I got an amen on the front row over here. Who's this lady? I am intentionally, because the, the, the scripture keeps teaching us that life is a race. We're not trying to beat each other or hurt one another, right? What we're trying to do is cross the finish line, which is really about a battle that's within ourselves. Because here's the truth. Running a race can be painful, Right? It can be pa painful. I, I know this. I've, I've done some running. And uh, one of the things I know is if all you do is focus on your physical body, your legs start hurting, you can't breathe. Can I get an amen? Anybody been there? So if I, do, if I run from my soul, not just my flesh, then I can go faster and farther. Uh, one illustration, you probably heard this. I was running over in the Ocean Lakes area, and as I'm running, I, I got my, uh, my headphones on or my ear pods or whatever you call them now. I, I had those in my ears, and I'm, I'm rounding. I'm coming around Ocean Lakes High School, and I just, I'm going back in the parking lot, and the song Break Every Chain comes on. Break every chain, break every chain, and I'm already hot and sweaty and stinky and smelly, and I'm in the back of the parking lot, and there are cars around, but that song kind of gets on me, and so I take it up to a new notch, and the next thing you know, I'm running, and my hands are up in the air, and I'm shouting, break every chain, break every chain. Because running can be, be painful unless your hallelujahs are involved in it. Remember the teaching in context. When you are reading the Bible, if you see, like in Hebrews chapter 12 and 1, therefore, because we're surrounded by such a crowd of witnesses, you need to look back and see what it's there for. In Hebrews 11, uh, chapter 1 begins to tell us what it's there for. It's about faith and hope. The Bible says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. A good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. By faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain through which he obtained a witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts and through it he being dead still speaks. What? So Abel's still talking to us today. Did you hear that? In fact, there's a lot of people talking in Hebrews chapter 11. We see Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Sarah, Moses, David, and others. In fact, there's even a place in Hebrews that said there's so many people, I can't even name them all. Uh, and, and then in their, their, their stories are discussed. Some of these individuals... Uh, like Enoch, he was righteous. And people say, he was righteous and the Lord took him. How many know righteousness ain't always as easy as you think it is? Right? Not in this world. But Enoch was so righteous that one day he's walking with God and God says, hey, why don't you hang out at my place? And they just disappear. And God took him. And then you have guys like Noah who found grace in the eyes of the Lord and was 
persecuted greatly for obeying the Lord. And Abraham, who sought God, and God led him out of his father's country. And, of course, the nation of Israel is birthed. And, and, and Sarah, his wife, is mentioned there, who laughed because she was an older, old woman. She was, she was an old woman, okay? And, and God said, you're going to have a baby. And she walked through this. And you know the story of Moses, and you know the story of David. It wasn't necessarily easy for all of these folks especially because of the time. Because these individuals lived in a time where the prophecy of Messiah was fresh. And he had not been born yet. He had not come yet. The Bible says that Abraham had faith and he, because he looked for a city whose builder and maker was God. So these guys get through it. Hebrews 11 and 39 says this. He says, all of these obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise, God having provided something better for us that they should not be made perfect apart from us. So what amazing faith they had. But we have experienced redemption through the cross of Jesus Christ. We are saved by grace through faith in him and indwelt by the Holy Spirit. Somebody say, come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. You're not saved just because I'm going to heaven. You are saved to be indwelt with by the Holy Spirit to give us power as we go through our journey. They had not experienced what we experienced, but they were faithful, and their faithfulness was counted to them as righteousness. No, we do what we do joyfully, and here's the big deal. I'm not going, to e going into eternity alone. Anybody get this? Anybody celebrate this? Those guys, one day, I'm going to be hanging out with them. No, no, no. Their testimony of faithfulness, I'm holding on to. Anybody going to heaven besides me? Anybody else planning to go? Don't wave at me if you're planning to go. I know you're going through a trial right now, and it seems like people are after you, and you're having to build the ark, and God's called you to come out of bondage and lead people out of slavery. I, I get that, but we have been redeemed by Jesus. We have this spirit of God in our lives, and one day, anybody going with me? Jesus. Jesus. You're riding shotgun? I love that. So take note of this one statement, though. In Hebrews 12, Jesus says, who, or the, the, the writer says of Christ, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of God. Now take note of the statement. Jesus did it for the joy that was set before him. Come on, when, when I see what the Lord has done for me and all that it has laid up for me, and then I see this race that I need to complete and the endurance that I need to have makes me want to put on a fresh pair of Nikes. Anybody? Makes me want to go ahead and finish my race, finish my run, because I know I might be tired right now, but God didn't create me and save me to get me to quit. Makes me want to shout hallelujah. Sometimes you got to do it. Any families in here, you're looking to the finish line? Come on. 
I mean, if you're like me, I look forward one day. I got some loved ones who went, went away. I mean, I'm looking at this crowd right now. And, you know, just a few years ago, seems like, it seems like yesterday, but it was really four years ago when we lost one family. You know, we lost mom. We lost dad. We lost daughter. We lost another daughter. We lost a daughter-in-law. And we lost a son all out of one family uh, beginning January the 27th uh, all the way uh, through the summertime. It was the Volova family. Anybody remember that? It was Steve Volova and Charlotte Volova and Cindy Volova and, uh, and, and, and Athena Volova and, uh, and it was Valerie. It, all of these folks and they just, they just kept passing one after a time. It's like, okay, I'm going to do another funeral and, and then just go back and then just do another. And, and I'm telling you, just so you know, I might have been smiling, but it was wearing on me. Because these are people that are, matter to me, just massively important in my life. And it was, it was enough. You know, my mother died on January 31st. So January 31st, like the anniversary of her death. And I'm walking all the way through this. And you say, well, how do you get this? Well, here's the message that I gave at every service. One day we're going to see them all again. Come on, there is a crown that is laid up for us, not just for me, but all of those, all of the righteous, and we're shielded, so we're, come on, we're safe, and some of you are saying, why should I keep going? Listen, just so you know, God is going to answer your prayers, your life is getting better, I'm not giving up on a promise for my marriage or my home, because ultimately, there's eternal life, there's eternal healing, there is eternal peace, so lay your sin down, lay your hate down, lay your past down, Lay it all down. Look up ahead and run through it. There's so much more that's better than just sitting in it. Isn't that better? Just so much better. The, the joy, the finish line, and I, I'm expecting to make it. Anybody else? I'm expecting, I'm expecting your family to make it, your children to make it. Come on. I know your work or your, your, your co-workers and, and all of the difficulty, all your sacrifice in the face of difficulty, we're going to get through it. Come on. Your family's going to thrive. Your marriage is going to make it. Dig in. Celebrate. The circle will be unbroken. Keep praying. Keep witnessing. Don't let anyone steal your crown. Your, listen, your family is connected to my family. We're connected as a church to, to this city and to this nation. And, and one day when we get through it, we're going to have a spectacular reunion. Yeah. Uh, I, I think you, you hear me? Smile at somebody. Say, I, I hear this. Smile at somebody. Good. Go ahead. Fake it till you make it. Come on. Smile at somebody and say. I, I had a weird moment when my mother passed. One of the weirdest moments was when we all gathered upstairs in a hospital room at Ohio State University Hospital. She'd been so sick, the prognosis was not good, and we all sat around this table just to be with her uh, on New Year's Eve. So my, uh, it was a long time ago, what, 18 years ago now? Uh, and, uh, or no, it wasn't 18, it was 15 years ago. Was 16 years ago, excuse me, I got it, 16 years ago. And uh, we were sitting in that room, and we, we, we were worshiping. You know, Lauren brought his guitar, he was playing, and we're singing, worshiping Jesus, talking about the Lord, and they, you know, they've got mom in, they've got her leaned up in the chair and propped up, and mom's worshiping, smiling, and she's been through it by that time. Some of you remember that day, those days, but she looked over at us and started testifying, and she said, you know, I would have already went home if y'all would have let me. I was like, who says that? <laughs> yeah, my mama says that. 
because she was looking for a larger city. Listen, people that have been influenced, there are people that have been influenced by your witness. When you run, you say, well, I, why should I run? Listen, there are people in this room who've gone through grief and sickness and victimization and generational sins. There are Christians who could run on this platform right now and just throw up their hands and say, you know, I'm not, where I, well, I'm not in heaven yet, but I thank God I'm making it through this. We are the redeemed. We are the healed. We are living already eternally. We didn't quit. We're getting through the storm. And one day, all of us, if we... How many are going to endure? Anybody going to endure? We're going to be in the presence of the Lord. Praise God. So you're not ever going to say, man, I wish I would have quit. You're not going to say that. You're not going to say that in heaven. Oh, I wish I'd have just given up. You're not going to say that. So run with joyful endurance. Secondly, run with joyful confidence. I'm looking at 2 Corinthians 4. Another, another theme. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Now, here we go. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Did you get that? Outward man, perishing. Inward man, I'm getting, okay. So it's like, uh, what was his name? Benjamin Button or something, you know? I'm getting younger on the inside and older on the outside. Okay? So you say, Pastor, you don't look good. You You just can't see me. I'm getting younger. You see that? I'm getting renewed. I'm being made new every day. For our light affliction, I almost don't like this scripture, okay? Because I hate it when my affliction is called light. Hey, 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 God, don't be calling my affliction light. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So that means I'm going to go through it. Go through it. I'm getting through it. You know, one, one of the things my wife and I enjoy doing, and you don't act like you don't like it either, is watching people. Anybody like to watch people? Come on, don't look at y'all spiritual and stuff. I like, we like to watch people, okay? So we'll go... Like, uh, if, if, if you ever see us, like, at, at the mall or something, and we're grabbing a snack there, we don't do that too often, but if we do, we will always position ourselves so we can see the people, because we like, we like people, all right? And they're just wonderful. Look at that family. Look at that family. Look! Oh, look at him. Whoa, hallelujah. And... Go ahead, come on. Give me a break here. So... Praise the Lord. I, I tell you, one of our favorite places to watch people is the airport. Anybody watch people at the airport? Okay, airport is great, especially if you're getting ready to board and people are getting off the planes. Because when people get off the planes, they ain't, they've just, you know, they're just, they're moving. It's like, we got, we got a plane to catch. We got to get out of here. We got to just want to get. So, so when they get off the plane, they're just, they're just like this, you know. They will run slap over you. How many know I'm telling the truth? So it's, we have a competition. We, we really do this. This is, this is true. We came out of the city in the airport one day, and we, we, we pretend that when you're coming out the door that you're on a runway as a model, and then we rate everybody as they come out, all right? According to, we do, don't we, baby? I know Diana hates that I'm telling this story, but it's the truth. Okay, so we play sugar packet football without looking at our phones, 
And so people are coming. Now, think about it. People coming off of an airplane, all right? They've got everything. They, you know, they put their clothes on. They're all wrapped up. Throw the, the purse or bag over one shoulder. Got the other luggage. And they're coming out just like this. All right? Right? Am I right? Now, some of them don't. Some of them are coming out like this, you know? But they're all coming out, right? But some people don't even know it, but we're rating them one to 10. We can put like points on again, like 9.5. And then before we get on the airplane, we choose a winner, okay? And sometimes it's just this little kid, you know, like a seven year old is coming out really, really cool. And so you see him walking out the door, and it just looks amazing because people are very conscientious sometimes of what's going on. Like when you go to the gym, how many know if you go to the gym, some people work hard at the gym. Like all of the guys are the same at the gym because when they go to the gym, doesn't matter if you're in shape, never run before, but all the guys in the gym are just like this, all right? Aren't they? Can I get a gym amen right now? Give me a Jimmy right now. All right. Now, bless your heart, ladies. I'm telling you, I'm just so glad at this time of my life. I am so glad that I'm beyond having to impress people. It is such a gift. Hallelujah. All right. People have low expectations of me. That's why you walk up and say, you look good for your age because your expectations are so low. I'm doing this for joy. All right. And. But ladies, I'm telling you, sometimes like they, they spent like four hours at the salon before they ever got to the treadmill, okay? And you like see the hair just swoop back, you know? We saw one day, we saw this lady, she's in front of us on the treadmill. She didn't know we were watching us, but she should have known because that's who we are. And uh, she was doing her hair and fixing it and flipping it all around. And, and, then, and then there's this other lady over there just, 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 just glad to be able to put one foot in front of the other. I just love, come on, can I, Amen. Listen, listen, so, so, listen, here's what we used to say about like going to the gym, no pain, no gain, right? Anybody ever had some affliction in your life? Anybody walked through some things? Wait at me, have you walked through some things? Who've been hurt before? Anybody been hurt? All right, so why, why do you keep going back to the gym? Why do you keep walking? Why do you keep traveling? Why do you keep going to the airport? Why do you do this? Listen, I've had some affliction. I've walked through some things, but I'm going to keep running my race with joy. Here's the reality. The things that are not seen are more important than the things that are seen. It's not what you look like on the outside that really matters. What matters is that I'm being transformed on the inside. Why are you walking with such confidence? Because on the inside of me, God is confirmed and shielded and settled that I'm being renewed every day. Somebody shout, keep running, keep running. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 14 reads this way. We know that the same God who brought the Lord Jesus back from the dead will also bring us back to life again with Jesus and present us to him along with you. These sufferings of ours are for your benefit. And the more of you who are one to Christ, the more there are to thank him for his great kindness and the more the Lord is glorified. Next Sunday is Declaration Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. And I just love it. I really do. I love 
sing ministries. I love celebrating that. I love the tech ministry. Love you guys. Thank you for your faithfulness. I love, I love this worship ministry. I love hugs ministry and impact ministry, spirit life. I love the ministries of, of freedom. Last Wednesday, though, we were so busy at church, so busy. And our church has been so busy. I mean, kinship is fantastic. Anybody in kinship? It's been so spectacular. You guys, just love you. Cliff and Renee, mom, pop, taking care of people, all right? And uh, yeah, you can do that. And then uh, and we got discipleship. We've got, we, are, we filled up three rooms with new discipleship, and it's rolling every night. Got any, anybody in relational discipleship? Where are you, relational discipleship folk? You don't have to raise your hand, but I got a load of people in Living Waters going on right now, too. A lot of folks in Living Waters. So it's like something is going on all the time. So last Wednesday night, it was like nobody, everybody, I got a good crowd here on Wednesday night. I mean, it's not, you know, if everybody downstairs was up here, that'd be cool. But still, what a great crowd we have on Wednesday night in the auditorium and crowds downstairs and kids and children being discipled. And uh, I'm webcasting and, and we're webcasting. I get this note from a guy named Rick Pointer. Who you, anybody know Rick? Anybody know him? Okay, see, but he's been gone for some time. But this was his, cat, his, his post underneath our webcast. It was, preach it, Rick. Hundreds of miles away, but I'm, I'll always consider freedom my home church because it was the path that brought me home to God. Now, I'm, I'll, I'll tell you that, but I, I'm also going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you that there have been times in the years when I did not necessarily feel like walking up here. You saw Emery sitting on the chair today because he got some kind of something, something. I didn't even hug him because I didn't want anything that he had but the Holy Ghost, all right? And so he's sitting here, and he's not feeling well, and you could see, how many could see that in him? He just, he just, because he's usually sitting, jumping up and down and all of that. There have been times in my life when emotionally or physically, I did not feel like walking in the door. Anybody else? And you just take that foot, and you just go in, and you just walk right on in, and you serve God. Anybody with me on this? And, and I'm telling you, I'm telling you this, my joy is that somebody in this house is going to be set free by the power of Jesus Christ. That somebody is going to give their life over to Jesus and it will be surrender day. Or somebody will get their hope or their life or their breath back and then one day, this is what I'm confident, one day we're all going to be in the eternal kingdom together. Anybody believe that? And we're going to say, remember that day? I was about to give up. But I gave my life to Jesus. I chose not to quit. Come on, anybody? I felt the power of God's love inside of me. Somebody ought to thank God. We keep the lights on. We keep giving. We keep teaching. We keep serving. We keep parenting. We keep loving one another. Not because we don't get tired, but because of the confident joy that is in us and the expectation of eternity with Jesus. I'm going to finish this up. Finally, I want you to do it for joy with your focus on Jesus. Going back to Hebrews 12 and 2, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the perfecter of our faith. Say it, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the perfecter of our faith. We used to have this thing called WWJD. What's it mean? Everybody seemed like to have a t-shirt or a bracelet, keychain, and uh, I, people don't wear them that much anymore. And, and, uh, but part of it was 
there's always, I mean, people always rise up, rise up that are smarter than everybody else, you know, and that was, that was facetious, you know. We shouldn't be asking, what would Jesus do? Now, I get that. I understand it. But I think we, I mean, a deeper understanding of this is something that's also good. Uh, and that is, if I'm failing in my faith, if I'm struggling in my walk, sometimes comparing myself to Jesus just makes me feel like more of a failure. The real question is not, what would Jesus do? It's, what is Jesus doing? Does that make sense? Because I can't do anything. I can't run this race on my own. I got to get my eyes focused on the Lord Jesus. Somebody shout focus. Somebody shout focus. I love the scripture Paul writes to the church in Philippians chapter 1 verse 3. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you all with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. God's doing a good work. Somebody shout, God's doing a good work in me. He's doing a good work. So here's the, here's, here's the fear of nearly every pastor ever, okay? Every pastor ever. Here's our fear. You ready? One day you're going to figure me out. And you're going to figure out that I am not qualified or capable of doing this job. It's every pastor. Every pastor. Because the fact of the matter is, is we are not. It's only through Jesus that we do what we do. It's not in our own strength. You understand? You got the same issues in your own life. You start serving God and the enemy says, you're not qualified. Stop telling people about Jesus. Stop acting like you're saved. And then somebody says, I just hate all your religious folks. Okay? So you're not saved because you hate people. Okay? So no. Anyway, anyway, I just thought I'd throw that out. Think about it. All right? All right? Are you with me? I just, I always love it when people get all, you know, I'm not religious like those other Christians. Okay, okay, put down your Pharisee robe and come talk to me, all right? So, so. what am I talking about? Okay, so, all of us have these, have this stuff. Come here, Lauren, help me out. You are the perfect man to help me out with this. Come here, all right, all right. I love it when he stands in the altar because I can look him eye to eye. Now, come on up here. Come on up here. I'm going to tell them some things about you that people don't know, okay? You may not know this, but Lauren is a former uh, uh, NBA player, and is profession- he was a professional basketball player, made millions of dollars. Okay. Okay, that's my story. Anyway, okay. <laughs> Just hang with me. Work with me here. Roll with me, dog. All right. Okay, all right? all right? Okay, so what team was it that you played with? Um, the Rockets. The Rockets. The Rockets. Wow, man. That's cool. It is just an honor to have you here. It's an honor. So uh, I, I'm a wrestler. That means I don't know how to play basketball, pretty much, okay? So uh, you also know that I'm competitive, right? How many know I'm competitive? How many know I'm competitive? So I'm going to show you. Okay, I'm going to show you how I play basketball, all right? I'm going to show you how I play basketball, all right? First of all, I'm going to get him on my team. All right, you want to help me? Here, take this, take this, take the ball, okay. Throw the ball in. 
That's how I play. Anybody got it? I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna let you see this again. Okay, one more time. Okay. Go. All right, wait, let me show you. I'll show you another move, okay? Let's say I have the ball and I'm being guarded, all right, and I have the ball, then I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. All right? Do you know why? Because I know if he has the ball and he's on, come on, he's on my team. Come on, nobody knows what I'm preaching about right now. The reason, come on, the reason that we lose confidence and we fail to endure is because our focus is not on the one that is already victorious. My focus, I'm always looking at myself, are you good enough? Are you powerful enough? You need more of this or more of that. And what I really need is more of this right here. This is what I need. I get something I don't know what to do with. I said, what would Jesus do? Well, Jesus is bigger than me and Jesus is stronger than me. So what I'm going to do is take my burdens and my hurt and my shame, my anxiety and my attacks. I'm going to go over to Jesus and say, Jesus, you handle this. I'm standing next to you. I've got too much more to say, but. I'm sorry that your life has been miserable. And I'm not making light of the fog or the, the fury or the victimizations of your life. I'm not. Because I know that there are those who are saying, Pastor, if you've been through what I've been through, and you know what I say to you, don't play with me. I've been through some stuff myself. Amen. Okay? We're not here to have a competition of who has hurt the most. We are here to say, that if you're weary, and if you're tired, if you're ashamed, if you've been busted up and broken, if you're in offense, if you're in pain, whatever, I serve a God. Anybody hear what I'm saying? I serve a God that has already endured the cross. Come on. He despised the shame. He did not enjoy the shame. But he took our shame upon himself. And he forgave those who wounded him. And then he ascended to heaven and he sat down at the right hand of the Father. And he's always making intercession for me. You understand what intercession is? Intercession. Oh, don't leave, Jesus. Come back here. You understand what intercession is? I take whatever the enemy throws at me and I throw it at him. And if I have faith, like we were singing earlier, as a mustard seed, I speak to mountains because I know, come on, he'll make a way where there's no way. I know. Listen, some of you have sat for a long time. I was looking, go to the next scripture. I got another scripture up there somewhere. This is a picture of a tree. It's called a broom tree. A broom tree. It's a broom tree. Elijah, the great prophet of God, one day found himself sitting under a tree like this in the wilderness just for a little shade. And he was saying, he said to himself, no, he said out loud, he prayed. 
that he might die. He said, I've had enough, Lord. Take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. Then he laid down under the tree and just passed out. He had worked for God. He had served God. He had prophesied for God. He had destroyed the prophets of Baal. What a prophet. I mean, the Lord Jesus, John the Baptist, these are people with the spirit and the power of Elijah, but he sat down under a broom tree. So look at me. I don't care how big and bad you are, how much you've done for God, sometimes you can find yourself under a broom tree. In fact, there are many other scriptures about this, but let me just show you in 1 Kings 19, all at once an angel touched him and said, get up and eat. He looked around and there by his head was a cake of bread, bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water. He ate and drank and then he laid down again. He wasn't completely restored then, but God wanted to touch him right there. Look at me. Look, look. You've been good. Go sit down. Look, look, you've been good. God loves you. You've been shielded. He's got a heaven promise for you. You know what I'm saying? He's good. He's faithful. And I know you're tired. And I know you're weary. I know you've been going through grief. I know. But here's what he's saying. I'd just like to touch you today. So maybe tomorrow, you just start. Maybe not the pace you want to go, but just start taking. Maybe you can get to the cave of Agilum. That's where Elijah ended up going. Just get you back to the place where you can hear my voice again. That's where Elijah. Because some of you might say, yeah, I've, been, I've had broom tree religion for 20 years. I'm saying it's time for you to be fed. That's the reason I've given you this word today. Because there is nothing like eating the word of life. The bread of life. And there's nothing like living water. The presence of the Holy Spirit that can fill your life. To give you endurance and strength again. In your life. Stand with me, would you? Everybody stand. Let's give thanks to God for His Word. Could you? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Praise God. Come on, put your right hand up. Would you put your right hand up? Shake it all around. Shake it all around. Give praise to God while you're shaking your hand. Would you do that? Just give praise to God. All right, you can put it down. I put your left hand up. Shake it around. There you go. All right, now, now put your both hands down. Now listen. Listen, put your hands down and here we go. If you've been sitting under a broom tree. If you've been just so weary and so tired. She would, she would like to give you some bread and water today. She would like to. She would like to minister faith to you and encourage you a little bit. Hopefully this message encouraged you. But would you just come and be with me for a moment? Where are you? Could you put your hand up and say, yeah, pastor, that message was for me. I need it for me. All right, wave at me. Where are you? Wave at me. Put your right hand up and shake it a little bit. There you are. Would you just come here and stand with me? Just come here if you can. If you can't, take that person next to you and say, would you help me? Because I can't get up there by myself. Hey, sis. I love you. Hey. Chris, she wants you nearby her. I love you, son. I love you. I love you, big brother. Look at you. Just keep coming back, don't you? Just keep moving forward. Just keep walking. Keep enduring. Okay. Look, we got a crowd over here, too. I love you. This is Pastor Hug Time. Thank you so much for being here. I love you.
get through this. We're just going to, all right? you over there but you can't okay. okay prayer workers just surround the back of them okay just come all around them all, around, all my prayer workers come and just I need a big line of prayer workers okay here's what you do first look at me hold your hand hold your hands out like this I do this on occasion but it's it's symbolic but it's also powerful hold your hands out just like this I want you to put in your hands the things that the enemy has done, the hurt and the pain of your life that makes you feel like quitting. Put it in your hand. Put the fear. Put it in your hand. Those things that are making it tough for you just to take another step, put it in your hands. Label it. Call it what it is. You may not even have you that stuff, but it might be relational. It might be sin, but it's weight. The things that so easily cause us to stumble and make it hard for us to get the next foot ahead of the one before it. You know what I'm saying? Just put it in your hands. And tell the Lord, say, Lord, this is the weight. This is the pain. This is the cross. These are the things that I have. These are the thoughts, the feelings of inadequacy. Oh, God. These are, these are those things. If you're out in the audience somewhere, put it, come on, put it in your hands. Are you ready? Put it in your hands, but call it. Say it. Say, that's what it is. That's what I'm putting it right there symbolically. What's Jesus want to do with this? Are you ready? You got it in your hands? Now look at me. I'm going to take this and I'm giving this to you, Lord. And I'm going to keep running. I'm not going to give up. Are you ready? Give it to the Lord. Now hold your hands up in the air with your hands up and tell, Lord, I give this to you. I release this to you now. I release this to you. I don't know, but I know that you've sealed me. I know that you went to the cross in order that I might be free of sin and you rose again so that I might live. So I'm not going to die in this trouble right now. I'm not going to let it kill me. I release it into your hands in the name of Jesus. And I ask you, Holy Spirit, to give me the power to endure, to be confident. You're not finished with my life. You don't have to keep your hands up, but if you want to, just hold them up there. And I want you to just listen while you're in this posture. Begin to, begin to allow the Holy Spirit to remind you of this. This is what I'm doing with this mess. He's going to let him whisper. These are words of wisdom and guidance. Some of the altar workers will even be able to help you more with this. But this is what I'm doing with your brokenness. This is what I'm doing with your cross. This is what I'm doing with it. Some of you know, some of you don't know exactly, but some of you know. So all of us, let's all, every one of you give thanks to him. Now, Lord, thank you for taking this, taking my pain, taking my trouble. Thank you, Lord. I give you praise for what you have done. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now just pause, stay there. Pause, stay there. Everyone in the room.
but specifically in the front, I want my altar workers to just serve. And I've got a lot of people over here to my far right, lots of folks over here. So other altar workers come and help me. Uh, Living Waters team members and such come and help me over to my right. Uh, people that know how to pray. Are you ready? I want, we're, going to, we're going to minister to these folks. We just want to minister. We're going to pray for you. So all my altar workers begin to do ministry. You are free to step around to the front of them for this ministry time. All right? Everybody pray one for another. Father, we bless one another. We joyfully take steps into your presence right now. Those who have been stuck, those who have sat for too long, who have been still for too long, Lord, it's time for them to take steps. Father, I pray that you would break the stronghold of the enemy. I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you would turn our sorrow into joy. That you would turn our weeping into laughter. That you would turn our struggles into triumph. Because you have begun a good work in us. And you did not start something in order for it to remain incomplete. And so, we give this to you and we bless you now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, we're going to continue to pray here in the altar. And you can continue to pray right where you're seated. Look at me. I want to tell you something else. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. And the Lord be gracious to you. And give you, listen, peace and joy. When you leave this place, leave laughing. May the Lord bless you all. Embrace one another. Tell somebody what the Lord has done or what the Lord is going to do. Be dismissed when you choose.